Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey Hustlers, we know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. Use AWS now to lower your business costs, become more agile, and for faster innovation. Apply now to get $1,000 free credits at hustleshare.com slash AWS. Also by TagCash. Spend, play, earn, and build a mobile wallet super app for your startup. Go now to hustleshare.com slash TagCash to apply and get your startup's mobile wallet. And... Caliber is the easiest, most convenient way to get hired. Caliber Tailor fits the perfect job for you based on your unique skills. Hire the best people for your company at www.caliber.com and use the promo code HUSTLESHARE. Caliber, where jobs find you. Welcome to the third edition of the HUSTLESHARE Playbook. My name is Vonster. And I'm your host, and this playbook is powered by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this playbook contains not safe for work language, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because today we have a very well-respected startup mentor who's helped hundreds of startups here in the Philippines in every facet imaginable. But today, we're going to have him to talk about how to validate your startup idea. And his name is Paul Pahol. And we're lucky to have Paul because he's done this thing so many times in helping startups validate their idea and also corporations adopt the lean startup methodology. 
today, Paul is going to walk us through the step-by-step process of how founders should validate their idea without even building anything yet. And not just that, Paul is also going to cite concrete examples of how local startups here in the Philippines did it. And make sure to take down notes because Paul is going to share a ton of resources that you can use to get this hustle going. So if you're ready to learn how to validate your startup idea, let's begin this playbook right now. Welcome to the third Hustle Share playbook. We finally got him. This over the past couple, I don't know, past year. I've been serendipitously also trying to get this guy on the show because I don't know anybody who's more qualified to actually talk about uh, startups than this guy. And finally, we have on the show for the playbook, we have Mr. Pageman, Paul Pao. Yeah. Yeah, that's so much energy. Thank you, Pageman. Uh, for for your your energy so Paul again I don't know anybody who can talk about this topic better than you do because you fucking probably taught thousands of entrepreneurs and corporates about this topic but Paul what's our play today uh, we're going to talk about MVP uh, validation, minimum viable Not mean product. Not money, but nani <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just product validation or validating your idea. There you go. So this is again a lot of people, uh, a lot of listeners in Hustle Share. Um, also, it's a mix. There's a lot of experienced founders, and also there's a lot of people who are right on the uptick. You know, the 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 entrepreneurs or the first time founders. And this thing, we had to go through this so many times because back then and when we first met 2011, 2012, there was no such playbook. That's true. And now we have almost a decade's worth of playbooks that experiences not just what to do and we'll cite also perfect examples of how other startups or how we did it ourselves Mm -hmm. that can help you out. Okay, so Paul, when you talk about idea validation, what are the first things that you need to do? Okay, so you need to backpedal and realize why you have this idea now, right? Because uh, when when we created businesses maybe 20 years ago, mm-hmm. the first step, I remember when my, my mom and dad would like set up business, the first thing you needed was a feasibility plan, mm. right? So, and now it became a business plan. Okay. The reason because... To set up a business uh, mm. 20 years ago, a few decades ago, right. you needed a lot of resources. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake, then that, that's a lot of money down the drain. True. Right? So what happens is the last 10 years uh, in the Philippine startup ecosystem, okay. uh, there's a lot of resources available now. For example, you now have Amazon and all these things, right? So now... AWS, by the way, if you want $1,000 free, yep. free credits, just go to hustleshare.com slash AWS. Or yeah, uh, <laughs> Azure GCP, just to be agnostic about it, okay, right? but AWS. <laughs> so, so what happened was, uh, it became very, very cheap mm-hmm. to, to actually do a startup. Uh, so the pendulum swung, right? So from... Right. Needing a lot of resources. I remember like the number like I think 1997 or something. Wow. Uh, 
I think there was a number like, oh, it's cheap now to set up uh, uh, something like Excite.com. It was like $3 million. Like I, I read somewhere. Are like, you kidding it, me? It was cheap, meaning for that time. So, three million. Yeah. So in other words, wow. if you're raising money for $3 million, you yeah. can set up. Now, of course, now you can, for $100, right, if you have, if you have, if you have a... Uh, AWS, you can Credits. do a lot of exper experiments if you have mm -hmm. a Facebook page and all this stuff. So what happened was the pendulum swung from it was very hard mm -hmm. to create an, uh, uh, a business around an idea. You really needed resources and set up the business plan right. to every, every person now just, uh, just tries to uh, do a startup from their idea and a lot of times they make mistakes. So, mm. so in other words, the pendulum has to swing somewhere back, right? And basically, how do we have a method to our madness? In mm -hmm. other words, most entrepreneurs, you have to be a little bit crazy to be even doing a startup. But yep. how do you make sure that uh, what you're trying to do actually makes sense in the market? And that's where idea validation okay. comes to play. So... So the first thing you need to understand probably is, is your idea something that people will pay for? There so there are, two kinds of, there are two kinds of ideas. There are ideas that's so out of this blue that many people do, don't even understand the model. For example, Airbnb when it was created, yeah. Uber. Uh, once in five years, there's, there are ideas that are so crazy, you don't even know if it's, not, if go, it's going to make money, right? Correct. But... There are ideas wherein you already have people paying for a service and you just need to do something better, faster, more efficient. Mm -hmm. once, once you have an idea to improve that, mm -hmm. then you're closer to something that, that will probably make money. So, so that's my first advice to okay. the play. Like, you want to do a startup, look at something that's already in the market because that means someone's already paying for it. For example, a party file. People mm. were pro probably bribing the bouncers already in yes. the clubs, right? Right. Party file just is an easier version of that. So, mm -hmm. so the validation there is, are people actually paying to get into the clubs? The answer was right. yes. Mm -hmm. They just needed an app version of it. So mm -hmm. that's why Party File worked, right? Correct. Because they were already, I remember Republic, there were lines and everyone ah, yeah. wanted to get into the <laughs> club. My old life. Right? Yeah. So, yes. and, then, and then chatbot, like when chat chatbots were being created, mm -hmm. there was, uh, people were asking how to create that. There was already a demand. They were mm -hmm. asking devs and then chatbot basically Automated that. Uh, automated and basically was able to address that the, the, the demand by creating mm -hmm. the supply. So mm -hmm. so that's my first advice. A lot of people think startups is just all these crazy esoteric ideas. Sure, there is like, I want to go to Mars, like <laughs> Elon Musk, right? Or yeah. have a nice electric car mm -hmm. that doesn't look like a golf cart, which is Tesla, yeah. right? So those are very esoteric ideas, mm -hmm. but... Uh, and no one knows if someone's willing to pay to go to Mars, right? That's a very okay. crazy idea. That's why what right. Elon Musk is trying to do is what's the lower, what's the lower goal? So he's trying now to do SpaceX between cities. He's saying, uh, I can fly from Los Angeles to Shanghai in 30 minutes. Yes. So I'm sure, how do you know someone's going to pay for that? Because there was the Concorde. Remember in the right, 1960s? Right, right. We did have the Concorde. The problem that that plane was so noisy. It was that their sonic boom was destroying the. Got it. So in other words, we know even in the 1960s there is a demand for supersonic flight. So 
It's just not. It's too early for its time. Yeah, but now, but now there's like so much travel, and I'm sure businessmen right. who want to be able to just fly in and out of countries, they right. probably pay a ten thousand dollar flight on yeah. SpaceX, and it's also virtual signaling, right? They want to tell their their people, so I, I can't be in Shanghai in thirty minutes, right? And <laughs> pay ten thousand, right. right? True. So, so that's my first uh, advice. Like, sure, have a startup idea, but Look at what out there. Yeah, look, look out, look out how people are paying for it. it right. In fact, okay. it might not be intuitive. For example, I remember I was in Bor- Boracay and then I was taking mm-hmm. selfie, mm-hmm. right? And what happened was, you know, you know, like the waves just came in and basically my phone got destroyed, right? Oh shit! So when you think about it, did I pay for the service? Sure, I paid for it because now I have to buy a new phone. So mm-hmm. guess what's the idea? What's the idea around that? Mm-hmm. You have GoPro. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So right so now people buy GoPro because you can do the same thing. You the can do a selfie with your camera, but it's waterproof. Mm-hmm. It can be mounted. So that I realized, wow, that idea came from there. But I didn't latch onto it for yeah. me. It was just an accident. But right. when you think about it, how many people with cameras or phones okay. Had it washed away in Boracay yeah. and they never invented the GoPro. Correct. Right. So it was right there in plain sight. Just yeah. yeah. So so think of experiences we you are paying for okay. it by either you're paying for it with money, you're mm-hmm. paying for it by now you don't you now have to buy a new phone or you now have to go through certain steps and instead of being able to do it within a week now, it's gonna take you like six weeks, a year. What what are those things and those are the ideas maybe that people are willing to uh, pay for now they'll, they'll push money just, just throw money at you because they just want to make their life less painful got right? it okay now after you do have a look around and whatnot, and you have an MVP okay so I, ha- I, l- I see what people are doing what's the next step so now it, once you have the idea now you have to test it and like create a, at least a prototype so uh, a good example would be like, for example, Instagram. If you wanted to test Instagram, how would you have done that? Maybe I'll set up a, a photo booth somewhere. Mm. I take a photo and then use a filter mm-hmm. and see and say, hey man, I'm going to be, mm. I'm going to set up a filter over your photo. Are you willing to pay a dollar mm. for this? So you need to do like a flow, like yeah. and see how your product will be received by, by people and Got see. It. And see if they they can actually like test the idea, mm-hmm. right? And if there's like if there's like a flow, there's interest, okay. then then you can probably put in a little bit of money now and turn it in to yeah. the app. The thing is, this validation, like talking to people, mm-hmm. a lot. I realize when we go to startup weekends, this is the part that Filipinos don't really like because because Filipinos were naturally right uh, indirect. Mm. We're not really shy, okay. but we're indirect. So we don't really want to tell people, hey man, do you really like this? But so a lot of them, they will like uh, pay for other people to do a study yeah. or do a survey when being there themselves while they're talking to people, while, while they're uh, receiving criticism uh-huh. or while they're talking. That's when the insight actually clicks, right? Got when, it. Um, like like now we we ha- I have certain startups like there are things that the customer is telling me and saying hey why don't you do this and do that and that allows you to tweak your product 
along the way. So why is this valuable? Because imagine if you created that app okay. and then now you have to change the feature in that app because you didn't listen to the customer. Okay. It's more expensive, right? But mm-hmm. if you actually listen to the customer first, listen to it a few hundred times, yeah. then by the time you create the app, you would have enough insight and you know at least 80-90% of the things that they really want would be there. It's like glorified focus group discussion, but right. instead of peop- normally focus group, you ask people to come, right? right? This one, you're the one going where the action is for you to be able to experience viscerally how they're receiving your idea or your 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 prototype, the okay. product prototype. Now, uh, my question is, because it can be, I've seen a lot of people do this too, but they get overwhelmed also with a lot of, of too much data and they didn't know what to do with ah, that, yes, per okay. se. So is there a structure to properly get that data and yes. make proper decisions correct, correct, to this? Okay. So when I do this in a corporate setting, okay. I have to set Corporate page man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have to set up the, the history for this, meaning okay. what we're actually doing is an experiment. So a lot of people don't realize what an experiment is. An experiment basically is you're testing one thing. Okay. You're testing one variable. What you're talking about, say they get overwhelmed a lot of things. Right. You know, most of the time, it's either they don't have a variable Mm. or they have two variables. Having two variables is messed up because when you're doing the experiment and you have two <laughs> variables, you don't know which of the variable actually created yes. the action. That's what they call confounded, right? Mm. The, the result is confounded. So what you need to do is set up an experiment wherein there is only one variable. So okay. how do you say this? For example, you have a prototype Okay. And you want to experiment on price. So okay. what you need to do is ask people to if they want to buy it, but you're just changing the price. Mm. So if you're deliberate about that, you'll understand exactly the price elasticity of your product because you're only experimenting with one variable. You can so don't even, do two, just you have can, one. It's impo- it's, okay. Unless you're a brilliant mathematician, man, and you're able... <laughs> to, there is a way, right? But. Right. In fact, that's a physics problem, the three-body problem, right? Meaning, when three variables, like how do you uh-huh. even know how each other is affecting? So, mm-hmm. if you can set up your startup experiment mm-hmm. with one variable, mm-hmm. you should. That's the best way. And if you can't, then there's probably something wrong with that. your methodology because yeah. that means you don't understand your product well enough that you can break it down to the point that there's only one variable that you're... Mm-hmm. Testing and that one variable is what you need to learn. So, right, like I'm sure we do A B testing, right? right? Right, I mean, change one word, change one phrase, Got so it. at least you know what's, what's good. Now, I, I remember one thing that you used in one of the things that I've seen you do it for. Um, it's from the lean startup movement, the javelin board. Yes, this yeah. provides this is still, I did this myself when I was starting yeah. party file when I did a pivot from guestlist.ph. Yeah. Do party file? I put this in the board of yeah. Cloud back then. Yes. And people was like, what the fuck are you doing, Ron? And whatnot. But it provided a structure. Yes. On what, so again, remember this, javelin.com. Yeah. It provided uh, structure. a structure over how I do my experiments, yes. what type of variables I'll put. Yes. And it doesn't necessarily mean I have to build product right, right yes. away because there's now this such a thing called the no-code movement yeah. even. Can you provide a little bit of context to this? Well, 
there's kind of a joke in the no code movement. Everyone's saying like, okay, would you like to revisit Dreamweaver? So, <laughs> so or uh, Wix. <laughs> I mean, so sure. I think there is value in what no code is doing, mm-hmm. and if you just need something out and you can't afford to yeah. uh, get a dev team, mm-hmm. at least the no code movement has all these tools that mm-hmm. will allow you to create your prototype. MVP, yeah. Yeah, your minimum viable product so that you have a way to test it. Yeah. The, so the goal of all this is you need to be able to test this. Right. Either test it by talking to people, mm-hmm. test it with a rough prototype, mm-hmm. or test it with the prototype uh, app. We actually have an app which is the no-code once you are able to do it, then you have a way to measure and that's what you put into your Javelin board. So the Javelin board basically is, you, it allows you to understand when you need to pivot. Yes. So pivot be, or persevere. Yeah, pivot or persevere. So, yeah. and you have to be, here's the thing, you need to tell yourself what is the threshold. So people yes. ask me, Paul, when do you pivot or persevere? I said, it depends on your uh, risk, your risk profile. Some people, for example, Elon Musk, he's willing to bet on something that will succeed 1%. Yeah. But not a lot of people is as, you know, is, has intestinal fortitude as an Elon Musk that yeah. will put all his money and savings into something that will succeed 1%. Correct. Most people, I'm guessing, they're at, if the idea is 70 or 80%, then they will continue. So put that. That's what you act that's a That's the missing part on most javelin boards. You say, right. You put 70. That's the lower threshold. Right. So now when you test it, you say to yourself, if seven people get, I get this response from seven people, then I persevere. Yes. Okay. But you have to be honest, if it's six. No, it's not worth it. Yeah. Or you pivot. Because if you don't, then you're being dishonest with yourself because right. that's the seven out of 10 represents your own risk profile. Yes. What happens is, if you continue doing that and you have a very uh, very complicated app already and you're testing it, mm-hmm. somewhere along down the road, the the risk profile will kick you in your derriere because right. you risk, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Well, remember, you said you'll only continue when you do seven. Now it's six, right? right? And now that, you know, that feeling in your stomach, I don't right. want to do this anymore. I think right. this is so risky. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Because you did not, you know, honor your commitment to yourself by mm-hmm. the javelin board by saying, I will only do this if I do seven out of ten. So Correct. when if you go back to the javelin board, it will it will allow you to pivot either who your customer is. Yes. Or the what, solution. What problem they, they have solve. and yeah. what solution. So those are, and remember, that's the other thing. Most people who do the javelin board, if they do two things, I'm trying to solve yeah. the then they yeah. get messed up. So you need right. to start somewhere. What is the problem? Then then deep dive, iterate over that. Mm-hmm. Once you figure out what the the problem is, uh, the, the, the customer, customer first, and then what is their problem and what is their solution? Then what you do is you just pivot over those things, one aspect at a time. You only pivot either the customer, the problem, and the solution. Never two things. Then, the otherwise, time. you get all this, you know, that this You're confused. Pa- panic face. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then, is, and yeah. then you look at the javelin board. Hey, you actually did two things. You, you were like... Right. So, it's a, it's a, a little bit... You need to be a little bit disciplined about it. Mm-hmm. But I think 
it will it will help a lot of uh, startups if they even do that practice. And the, the good thing is Javelin's free. Yes. And when there's a walkthrough to this. And by the way, that walkthrough is going to be in hustleshare.com in the show yeah. notes of this episode. So if, you, if you're confused, like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Don't worry. Yeah. We got you. It's going to be there. And then yeah. the other one I also give down to, you know, once you have, a, you're, you have an app and you're already testing it, you can go a little bit more complicated. There is a tool called the DE Toolbox, the Disciplined Entrepreneurial Toolbox. Okay. Now let's take our quick break. Okay. And when we come back, let's talk about the big DE. Okay. Okay. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with PageMan, Paul Pao. Is, it, is PageMan still your name on, on, on your socials? Not anymore. Yeah, on Twitter. On Twitter. At PageMan. That's yeah. him. Okay. All right. Uh, PageMan is spelled as PageMan. Yeah. Okay. So, Paul, uh, before the break, you talked about the DE toolbox. I've never heard of this because I've, I've been using Javelin and I, yeah. I, I didn't do that. And there's one thing about Javelin that you kind of said already uh, mm-hmm. prior, uh, the, 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 the risk threshold. I remember they call it the minimum success criteria. Yeah. Right? What if, so, basically, just to, again, summarize what Paul said. Right? If you're trying to create an experiment, Guys, remember, it's an experiment. It's a hypothesis. It's not yet a fact. It's yeah. not validated. You're making an, uh, an experiment to validate your theory. Yeah. Okay, if you're Filipino, churi, your churi, mm-hmm. right? Um, basically, right. you create like, all right, if I do this, 
if x is x i need to hit five out of ten yes. to do that then there's three types of things you need to do there's pre-sell uh forgot the other two but these are the experiments you need to to do yeah. however there's one common denominator that you need to do to validate it it's one it's called getting out of the building yes you need to get out of the building right you cannot solve a fucking experiment by being on your fucking desk you need to talk to real users so if you're shy i'm sorry you need to fucking get out of the building That's because true. if you're not going to get real feedback Bruh, yeah. you're just you're you're again double downing on a hypothesis that's doomed to fail, and that's whatnot. True. Now in DE toolbox, what is the structure of that? Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's go back to uh, the javelin, right? Okay. So you, when, if you don't go out of the building, this is actually a very good test of who you need to be with. So that, like right. you were during the break, you were saying like, who do I need to be with? The thing is, if your friends or Potential co-founders don't even want to go out with you. That's a very good test. Who, yeah. who you need to be with. That means they're probably not interested in that problem. It's not yeah. because they don't like you, but they probably want to solve something Correct. else, right? The other thing is you need to normalize the minimum success criteria. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? If, you're, if your risk profile is 6 over 10 Correct. and your co-founders is 7 out of 10, mm-hmm. You can't go with the idea that six out of ten. Right. Why? Because eventually down the road, your your co-founder who has a who has a, a risk tolerance, a, a lower say. risk tolerance, oh, will okay. will walk away from you. Yeah. But you knew that from the start, right? Correct. So if you're not honest even at the start of mm-hmm. your javelin, it's gonna get messed up very very fast, right? Correct. So once once you've done this and you're pretty confident you've iterated over the problem, the customer, the solution, and you have a very good idea, then you can go to the DE Toolbox. The okay. DE Toolbox was designed by Bill Owlett. He has a book called 24 Steps to Disciplined Entrepreneurship. Boom. And basically, it's a website. It's free. And basically, you go through like 24 questions. And basically, all you need to do is go through it and and make sure everything turns green. So it asks mm. questions like the the target addressable market, who's your competitor. Got it. So, so things, it's a checklist per se. It's a checklist. And the weird thing is, those are the things that investors will probably ask about. So the, so so now, I actually use this. Uh, remember, you had expands on Hustle Share, right? Yes, I'll shout out to Josh and David. Yeah. What so up? I, I, I made it my... I made it like my uh, barrier to entry, like so to speak. Like when people ask me, "Hey, Paul, can you mentor me?" I said, "The okay, toolbox." Yeah, the toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, not, and it took them like two weeks to answer. I said, "Paul, oh, this wow. is so hard." I said, "Man, if you're not even willing to do something, yeah. uh, which is actually for free, you're not." I will start not. using that. Oh, Ron, can I ask for your the toolbox first? Oh, yeah. show it to me. Okay, we're good. Yes, <laughs> and be- and also because now you have talking points. So mm. the good thing is. Now when now when you are talking to potential co-founders Got it. or you're trying to get mentors or investors, Got it. you can use all the answers in the DE toolbox as talking points, right? Okay. And you can and you and the, the the thing is some of the questions there are very hard questions. Like for example, who are really are your competitors? You know when you go to pitches and yeah. they answer, We don't have competitors. <laughs> And you know why they answered that because they never even they didn't asked, fucking do their homework or they never even asked that question themselves. I was like, oh really? So yeah. during the pitch, they just say, 
Oh, I don't think we have costume. We're one of a kind. We're the only one who thought of this. So, but see, the digital box in a way, it's like precluding a question, right? Yeah. It's like it's a it's like uh, it's like going into an investor meeting very very prepared. So right. yeah, so yeah, try it, guys. Like it's free. It's it's there, and uh, I've used it several times, and I think it makes people more uh, insightful about yeah. the stuff. And one of the things is once you go there, sometimes you realize, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Because when you realize you yourself, you pivot. Yeah, like I remember, <laughs> I had a conversation. Like uh, there was this tutorial uh, startup, okay. and it was gonna hit the K twelve, so that it's gonna dry up. So they were oh. like looking at different things, and they said, "Why don't you do this?" And they realized the time was too small. Okay. So you know, like you know, like the Linda Evangelista thing. I won't wake mm. up for less than ten million dollars, like. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, you need to ask yourself, what's your Linda Evangelista amount, right? right. I mean, what's, what amount of money are you willing to wake up for? And if you ask yourself that question via the toolbox, right. this time is so small. Like, sure, I'll make 20,000, 30,000 pesos a month, but <laughs> this is too small. I mean, right. you could probably do something that you really, really like that makes a lot more money for you and you'll yeah. be happier rather than do something that yeah. you know yourself but and this, is in, work, right? and this is eternal different people have different mm. uh, but that's the thing you need to ask those questions because otherwise you'll be demotivated along the way and like you said you'll probably pivot yourself and say oh, this is such a small market this isn't yeah. something I want to solve right or right. or there's just too many people solving this problem when I right. when I did the competitor study I'm better off doing something where no one is there like a blue ocean strategy correct yeah. And that that's basically what it is because if, if it's too saturated mm. and you're one of a million yeah. and you're gunning after a fucking million, then it, then in the perfect world you're gonna get one customer each. Yeah. It's As, not gonna be worth unless it. unless you're convinced that what you do will actually disrupt everyone. I think like when you did party file, no one was doing it, and yeah. no one probably someone could have. No, there was, but I yeah. guess they I, didn't have your connections. Yeah. They didn't have your magic. So, so if, you, mm-hmm. if you think you have that special thing, mm-hmm. go for it. And, and that's the thing. Like, who do you want to go with, right? These are people when you say, "Hey, let's go," and they go with you. Correct. If if they say, "Let's go," let's go out. They don't go out in the building right. with you. They don't have the same risk profile with you. Right. Then there's a very good test from the big. And the good thing is you can find this out for free, mm. pre-incorporation. Yeah, you don't have to give them equity. As yeah. if, if, uh, a couple episodes ago, uh, Mel Nava, made uh, of one export, said this, that you know um, she shouldn't have incorporated with the people she met with during Startup Weekend right away Yep. as co-founders. <laughs> if, if they, they if, had she known that, oh, so this shit happens. Yeah. That I, 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 I there, e- e- even if you pivot your product, you also pivot your team. Yes. Because not everybody's going to be a fit. And even at a later point, for, for example, you've, everything went well for two years. But eventually people grow out of the, the, the whole mm. thing. That the, the buy-in's no longer yeah. there. You have to also pivot the team. Okay. Now, Paul, I want to cite cer- certain examples. I'm pretty sure the, re- the reason why you're here is because you, I don't know anybody who knows as many startups as you do. Right really? and, and a deep dude, you've talked to a lot of them, and people will gravitate towards you for for advice. Give me a perfect example of a startup that's successful now or otherwise uh, here in the Philippines or you've, what you've seen that was able to validate 
their problem right away or their solution right away to where they are? And what did they do to get that done? I think, I mean, like we talked about expands, right? Yeah, let's talk about expands. So, okay. When, when you think about it, uh, when they did a competitor study, most okay. of their competitors are single logistics. Mm. And the, and you know why? Because that's their secret sauce, right? Meaning they're, what they're doing is they're creating an API from the front end, the website, to the delivery. Yes. And and I know this because I used to do API management right. uh, for a telco before. Right. So doing that interface mm-hmm. is brutal. That's very hard. Like if you Dude. don't know how to do it, and that because you're talking to another company and you're integrating, so it's two things, right? All yeah. the delivery from the site, and then you're integrating it to a delivery, and let's say minimum ten thousand SKUs. Imagine the the patience. You need the patience of job to right. connect that. So most startups will do it once. Yeah, Expans was able to do it for four. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so that means they already found their market, right? Meaning they they knew they knew the pain point was based on the competitor study alone that okay. there weren't enough people doing the integration. Got it. And that was the pitfall always that yes. you know from a website from ad from checkout. All the way to the logistics yeah, partner. It's manual. It's manual in the most people. It's manual in the middle. There's like I call it a monkey, monkey in a battleship. Got it. Monkeys in battleship, <laughs> like doing this manual right. thing, like Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and that's right? that's what's creating the error. So the key is to automate that. But that's the thing. How many people are willing to automate that? So one integration with one logistics partner is brutal okay. already because each logistic partner Got is it. different. So here's the yeah. thing. Who who do you partner with? Who are the people who are crazy right. enough to do this? So when I looked at them, I said, well, if you're crazy enough to do this, there's probably people who right. are willing to pay for this. So right? basically, just to dumb it down for those people who don't understand what an API is, think of it like a, it's like a USB uh, connector. It's like the yeah. USB, USB cable, right? Some people have a square USB cable. Some people have a triangle yeah. one, blah, blah, blah. Your cable should be able to fit everything. Yes. It's like a Swiss knife, yeah. right? Because if that doesn't connect to each other, yeah. and, that's, and that's where they were able to validate that, oh, okay, our competitors are actually not the logistics. Yeah. The competitors don't play the middle game yes. because I, even after you check out, somehow, some way, some person is going to manually process that order yes. in the middle of nowhere yeah. and give it to the, yes. the, the, the logistic partner yeah. for delivery. Yeah. So That's they figured awesome. it out and they realized it's very, very, very hard. This other thing, like I tell people, if you have the intestinal fortitude for it, okay. you should at least try to do something very hard because mm. then then it creates a moat. So for example, yes. in that, like uh, what Coins did and okay. SCI did, all these people in crypto, like what they were doing was very hard. Like, okay. If you did an Ethereum wallet, a Bitcoin wallet, all that stuff engineering-wise is uh, very hard. So the, the very fact you even tried, tried to do that, if you're the first or the second, you at right. least have a stake in the ecosystem. And I think in the case of Expand, so they're the only ones doing a multiple logistics play. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they're the only ones, one of the few that does the API play. So yeah. for them, that creates a, a moat for them. Got it. And that dude, it's gonna be hard for any new player to catch up, and yes. that's that's what good businesses do. Yes. Okay, screw those uh, those people. Like, yeah, yeah, but you're a monopoly. Yeah. 
People don't become monopolies by accident. Mono- they, monopsony. That's the <laughs> monopsony. What is a monopsony? <laughs> like you're the only you're the only buyer for it. Correct, because it, they're the only one who had the balls yeah. actually to yeah. solve that problem. So again, like for example, Ankas. I mean, I mean, Grab for a yeah. while. Hate on them all you want for being a monopoly, right now the way it seems. But yeah. dude, they put in the work to be the actually. Yeah. I, I don't consider them as a monopoly. They can. They're the last survivor. That actually figure out the biggest problem of them all. I'll, maybe yeah. Maybe another example would be Quickwire. Okay, so, so how did Ray Refundo and team so do this? Quickwire's Quickwire solution was there was a lot of uh, OFWs that wanted to pay for their real mm-hmm. estate. You know, you buy property in the Philippines, and they didn't get this at first because they were trying to do something different totally yes. before. So what yeah. they but and then but when you're outside, the, I I used to be outside the country for like eight years. So yeah. I used to live in Afghanistan. Holy shit! I didn't uh, know this. Burma, <laughs> Dubai. So what? sending money. You know, cross border. So imagine yeah. in those in those years, 1997, yeah, sending yeah, yeah. Send, sending money towards Back, the Philippines right. is a very hard problem. Right. And and if you're sending a large amount of money for your real estate payments, it's yeah. gonna hurt a lot, right? And mm-hmm. and I think what they realized was once they get they got they, we call it the first miracle, right? Right. Uh, once you have your first miracle, when when they got the MCI, I think once they got their first uh, developer company. You know, real estate, net software, right? Mm. Once they get, then it's just a matter of uh, duplicating that uh, sales process to everyone. And the, here's the thing: once you do that, the real estate company doesn't really need another <laughs> payment right. provider, right? Because as long as you solve that problem well, yes. Okay. So that's an example of uh, uh, a very a good pivot. They pivoted, okay. and then they realize no one. In fact, up to now, no one else. The weird thing is there's so many people in fintech, but no one right. wants to do that. And that's like, there's probably a few other real estate companies. Mm. Like, I, I know at least someone who has two. His father has one. He has his own. Yeah. And they're not even in Quickwire. Got it. So in other words, like, right. there's probably a room for one or two more players, but right. maybe but it's so hard. Yeah, they, <laughs> made it, they, they, they executed so well and they validated so well that nobody, it's going to be hard to penetrate it. Right. Or if there are, it's not even close. Like yeah. what, what they can do because they've created such a big moat that if you fall into those cracks, the big quick wire crocodile yeah. will eat you up. Now, on the flip side, Paul, before we end this, this really interesting playbook, yeah. give me an example of a startup that validated an MVP that mm-hmm. didn't do it well. Okay. Um, uh, maybe you're familiar with Merge Commit. Merge Commit. With James okay. Florentino. Yes. Okay. So, what he realized was, and I was trying to convince him to do like only a Bitcoin only platform because okay. everything is there now, like Liquid, Taproot, Lightning Network. Right. But he was doing it on like I think multiple currency, and at one point he really had a product. Like yeah, he was making a lot of, of traction yeah, too. In, in fact, uh, our, there was a few, I think there was a few entities who wanted to get his solutions and exchanges, and I was talking to him. But he, what he realized was, okay, now. When I looked at his uh, blog, right, and I think LinkedIn, he said he had so much difficulty as a founder yeah. that he decided to quit what he was doing in Merge Commit and decided to do the productivity suite that would enable to a founder to actually do the stuff that he really need to do. Mm-hmm. So it was like a meta insight. So it's like he realized, I could do this, but this is so hard and I don't right. have the tools to do this. So he basically, and then maybe he looked at the crypto and said, uh-oh, 
like uh, you know what's happening is like the the bitcoin uh, platforms are mo- pulling away yeah. very fast right in realize what i'm building it's not going to catch up very fast and i'm mm-hmm. going to build from scratch so he realized what he, what founders like him actually needed is a productivity suite that will allow a founder which is cool when i realized that wow if he finishes whatever product he's making man he's yeah. going to you probably be interviewing him here and no, he will be here and do and a then, playbook on that later, like once. So that's an example where he realized what the problem was. He knew that it was time for him to give up mm-hmm. and move into an entirely different uh, ecosystem and problem and solve that. Uh, and one thing I liked about him, just a little bit of sidestep here, is he also came clean that he fucked up. Yeah, that I mean, is so yeah. brave of him to do. Yeah. And posted it public. Yeah. I did it myself. I didn't yeah. post it. Someone fucking dug it. I actually know who it is now. Christian Blanquer dug it up. <laughs> posted it on Fackers. <laughs> That's Slack. Fackers. God. Okay. So now I know. Right. Do you remember that 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 eulogy I wrote yeah, for yeah, yeah, Party yeah. I didn't have the balls to share that. He had the balls to share his fuck up. Yeah. And it's just only a matter of time till he bounces up. So James, if you're listening to this, keep going. Yeah. I, I love what you do. And normally, those more statistically, the more successful founders are those who are doing their second, yep. or third one, yep. right? Because we fucked up before. And in fact, yeah. his insight is so meta because right. he's actually creating. His startup is creating the tool that will enable mm-hmm. a new founder, which was him in Merge right. to be more successful by having right. all the tools. So I don't know what that is, but. Just the Watch insight. Out. Just the insight yeah. is amazing, right? He said, "I'll just." I realized I should. This is the tool that I should have built. But here's the thing: he wouldn't be building the tool now mm-hmm. if he didn't like mess up the first time, right? But he needed this experience to to actually give him the insight for his next for his next startup. All right. Last question. Let's go to the extreme. How do you know if it's not a word, an idea worth pursuing anymore? <laughs> Because, you know, some people, yeah, let's go keep pushing, hustle, hustle hard, we never give up. But there's an ex- there are just ideas that, no, it's dead in the water. Okay. Don't do that anymore. It doesn't make sense. What would you advise those people who are stuck in that? Because some, sometimes pushing something that doesn't work only just causes you more, more, more trouble. And it's all right to just step back and be like, all right, yeah. I, I, I quit. Let's, let's, let's well, learn from this, whatever. Uh, I read an essay by Paul Graham before when he said, if you're doing something else other than your startup, then it's done. Okay. So you say, well, I'm going to do my startup, but I'm going to do an MBA. Oh, I'm going to do my startup, but oh, I'm going to be an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you add something to that, it's, you're done. Because we all know how hard a startup is, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's going to consume you. You won't have a social life. Right. So if you're doing anything on top of that, you're probably running a zombie startup. And it, it, for me, I understand why some people wanna, like, don't want to kill their startup because right. while they're trying to figure out what they're going to do next, mm. they want to be able to tell people that they're still in the startup. Because, you know, in the Philippines, right? Yeah. What are you doing? So me, like, I, I just early retired, right? What are you doing? So... People said, like labels. Yeah, if I said, I'm not doing anything, I'm semi-retired. Right. They can, oh, what, what does that mean? So now I have yeah. to explain. But if I just tell them, um, I'm, I'm starting a new VC fund, yeah. I'm doing an AI right. uh, accelerator. Right. So, so I'm I'm thinking some people, if they're really honest enough, they, they just don't want to close their startup because it's a very good placeholder. Yeah. 
until they figure out what to do next. But if you're doing, that's the test. If you're mm-hmm. doing anything other than your startup, then you're, it's probably done. Correct. And the, here's the thing though, a little caveat. Don't take that with a, uh, don't, don't take that super literally. If you're starting out, make sure, when, when I, I'd have to double down here, your startup is your priority. Yeah. That doesn't make, that, that doesn't mean that you don't do anything else. Okay? Yeah. What I'm saying is, for example, I, I did the way I did chatbot. Mm. Chatbot was my number one priority. That was it. Mm. If you co- push comes to shove, I would drop everything for that. However, I had to do some shit on the side to survive. True. But at the end of the day, my priority is my startup. Yeah. Okay? But what I guess Paul would say, what was saying here is that if your startup is the second thing now. Yes. If I'm a, say I'm a math teacher. Again, no, no disrespect yeah. to math. I'm just throwing out random shit in here. Um, math teacher and a startup founder. <laughs> just because you want to stroke your ego and you don't want to let go of a startup that didn't push through. It's best to just cut, cut the losses, mm. step back, be at peace with yourself, write it down, come clean, learn from it, try it again. If you found out like, Half of the time, you're prioritizing something else. Then, yes, and you can do. Or my advice is do something meta, like what happened to James, right? Yeah. Like he decided to build a startup on what he thought he needed. So, like if you're yeah. a math teacher, you probably want to do like a plug-in or whatever. Like do something that will help you as a math teacher. Like do Moodle, <laughs> right. Moodle plugins like yeah. that will help you because if that's what you're passionate about and that's what you really uh, want to wake up. Uh, doing every day that's your Linda evangelist thing then yeah. build your startup uh, based on what you're passionate about got it alright Paul unfortunately we are ran out of time but Paul before we let you go if they want to seek your advice you're, again you're semi-retired but he's still hustling out there how do people find you and where do they go so I'm on Twitter. My DMs are open at Pageman. P-A-G-E-M-A-N. Mm-hmm. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, Paul Pajo. P-A-U-L-P-A-J-O. And mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook. Paul Amerigo. P-A-U-L-A-M-E-R-I-G-O. So yeah, just message me. I'm more than... Uh, willing Good. to help anyone there I have new hu- hustles there you go and he happening. is a fountain of hus- of startup knowledge this guy has been here longer than I have but I, that's not disrespect because he comes with legit and he comes in raw he doesn't bullshit with you right and that's why he's here on the third playbook of Hustle Share again Paul thank you very much thanks Ron alright and I'll see you guys in the next playbook peace Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter 
Center has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. <laughs> 